Hey guys, and welcome back to Front Boards and Four Baggers. I'm Eddie with Cornhole Bag Reviews. We've got Corbin with Corbin's Cornhole Reviews. Decided to actually attend a podcast today. Ah, uh, we got, got already. <laughs> we got episode 26 here today. We're doing another AMA. We love doing these. It makes for a nice, easy episode, and also ask you guys or answer some questions for you guys and give you guys our opinions. A uh, little insight on the podcast right now. So with summer coming up and days switching around and golf and softball and blah 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 blah, yeah. we're having a difficult time finding a night of the week to record the podcast so these might be few and far between there might be some without corbin without me blah 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 blah. we're going to try to get as much content as we can to you guys but uh as of right now we're just doing it when uh when we can find some time so which is another reason this ama is so nice because we can kind of just snap it in whenever we're doing this Um, yeah just kind of roll but yeah so we appreciate corbin made a post today on the facebook pages and uh, you guys were able to shoot some uh, questions over to him that we are looking to answer. So, Corbin, why don't you start yeah. with uh, question numero uno? We're going to jump in. Uh, before we do that, I do apologize, guys, for not being on the podcast a lot. My work schedule right now, yeah. I, I can't even explain it to you guys. Like, you wouldn't believe me. Um, just with work, I'd, you know, I started a softball league. It runs uh, Thursdays in the summer. And then our days just don't align anymore yeah. as far as Eddie and I go, unfortunately. Uh, but we're still going to try to make it work, you know. If we're at Sunday morning at 9 a.m., we might be doing a podcast. You know, it's just it might happen. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, and, and we'll make same it with work. Same with pro player guests. I mean, if, if, if you're not available and we have a pro on, we can yeah. get one on the weekend. We do here and there. You know, I know yeah, we'll do what we can. like the pro stuff. But, you know, well, I Yo. guess before we start, how, how, how you been? How's the cornhole game going? Man. How you been playing? Uh, how, you haven't you playing at all? Like, you know, what's been going yeah, on? Yeah, so I'm not playing nearly as much as I want to, obviously. Um, but surprisingly, I'm playing decent. Yeah. Uh, I've had some of my best PPR nights in the last couple of blind draws that I've played. Hey, sometimes a break uh, helps, so, man. And it, it might be the break. It might just be stepping up and getting comfortable yeah. playing in advanced, you know, um, not really intimidated by the guys anymore and just kind of throwing with them. I definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's been good though. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's not like a, a grind, like, Oh, I have to go play. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I get to go play, you know, I'm sure. excited and, you know, bring the family out and hang out. So it's, it's been good. It's just, you know, the time to, get it i feel like i've been playing really well lately too the weather's finally nice like i've been outside all day today yeah. i was outside yesterday we literally had yep. hail two days ago so i'm like <laughs> we literally had like no weather to be outside like today i drove i took a half day from work just to drive to my buddy's house to throw because i'm like i just want to play nice uh but we got a big tournament tomorrow doing a i finally got a four website set up for a stream uh, i'm gonna try to do some of that stuff but no the california i would say to your point um I agree. I, I'm not, I don't get as nervous anymore. Like I was out there and I'm yeah. just like, I was leading tier two doubles PPR, right? Cause we made tier two doubles, right? So I was at like yeah. nine, three leading tier two. I would have been 42nd in tier one and like out in California. Cause they just had, that's just the level of players they had. And sure. it's just, sure. it's such a, so that's the hard part with me. And, and I actually want to bring up a question. I don't think it's been asked here, but I want to see your opinion because I was talking to some people out there that the ACL might consider adding a tier between competitive and or adding a pro tier and then keeping advanced above competitive, but adding two different tiers. Because in my opinion, I got moved up to advanced after I won the open in Iowa (laughs) in competitive for singles. And when I was in California, not that I don't love playing harder competition i don't i think that's fine if you look at my ppr and the way that i've been playing i'm not advanced out there 
Like I would not have beaten 30 to 40 of the people. Like it's just period. I, I will not compete with them. But if I would have played competitive, I probably would have been in the top. Like I, I was, you know, tier sure. two doubles, I'm in the top. I would have been in the top of tier one. So I just feel like there's too big of a gap between pro level and high advanced and then low advanced players and high competitive players and then competitive, yeah. right? There's just well, such the, a huge discrepancy. The problem with it is if you're going intermediate, competitive, advanced, you're basically going intermediate, competitive, mostly pro. Sure. That's just how it's set up. I mean, there's no pro division when you're in an open. I mean, you're going to play against pros and rounders and all that. I mean, it's the way it is, which is cool. But in the same token, it's like, uh, I also think it's that, like, that's not where we are right now. It's like beginner, not beginner, better than not beginner, <laughs> because it's like because there's a lot of people that play low level yeah. advanced that are never going to be a pro or never going to no. beat a pro player. But they have to play no. advanced because if they play competitive, then you get called a sandbagger or you get called sure. X, Y, Z. Sure. When in reality, like so my PPR on the ACL app from all the events I've played at the opens and the regionals, I have an 8.06, which is not yeah. advanced co- level. I mean, it's borderline, it's low advanced, right? Yeah, neither is yours. Yep. And I'm totally, yep. again, in Minnesota, I could play advanced. There's no one in Minnesota that I don't think I can sure. beat. And there, it, it, just because the, we don't have pros and the level of talent we have good players but it's not like when i was out in california that was like different level like i played against hunter thorne who like was having a casual conversation with maddie king and playing against me and he missed like one bag throwing rolls in every (laughs) game like i'm just like i'm just not gonna be that good like that's just a different level of player and uh and i don't think that if you want to compete you have to be that good right because it's like i feel like there is definitely room for another tier in terms of like players like me and you that like can't dedicate our life to play but we're better than average like an average player but i'm not going to be jordan power seven out of ten times i mean i'm just not no maybe once out of ten if he has a bad game right and you might be able to hang two or three of the games but the other ones he's pretty much gonna wreck you yeah Yeah. and 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 so there it's like i don't feel like there's an adequate gap assessment for the range i agree with sense. you so i we were talking about that a little bit like i hope they implement with the game growing at the rate that it's growing because intermediate needs to stay beginner there's so many people joining there needs to be a place for yes newbies. there needs to be a, the novice intermediate and group competitive yep. needs to be six seven ppr like better than beginner because like right now it's like five six pprs are playing beginner but i'll tell you what there's a lot of players that can't shoot a six ppr at least that come to my blind draws and stuff that i'm like so competitive i feel like needs to be a six to seven because that's like okay you can get them on the board make some in the hole but you're not just going hole for hole all the time and then i feel like competitive or advanced minus should be like above a seven to like an eight Eight to nine eight eight and a half maybe and then pro should be like eight and a half on right yeah if you're consistently a nine all the time fine go play advanced go play pro sure that's fine of course but like i feel like if you're normally like an eight you're not going to beat a pro but you're going to crush most competitive players yeah i agree so it's like it's like a tough balance and it's so region dependent because again my your region is way different than mine advanced in your region Mm -hmm. is hard advanced in my region is like competitive in your region right sure so i don't know so i i I guess that would be nice to have i don't know if they can really sling that but I think they I, they were talking about maybe adding something just because at least my experience in California, I played singles because I had nothing to do till like 6 p.m. So I was like, right. I'm going to play. But I knew it, yeah. going into singles that I had no shot, 
right? Yeah. Like I could maybe pull an upset and I, anybody listening, it's like, Oh, like oh, you're never going to win. If you have that mentality, no, like if you watch no. these players, dude, you're not going to win. Like, I don't care yeah. how good I play. Like if I would have played how I played in Iowa, when I won tier two, I still wouldn't have beat probably one of the pros. I mean, it's just like, they're yeah. that good guys. Like if you haven't played yes. against that level of pro, they're that good. Like they just don't make mistakes like all like yeah. ever. And if they do, they give you two. And like, I, I lost Hunter Thorne 21 to two. Cause he missed a bag and I got two. Right. Like, right. You know, it's, it, but so I just feel like there needs to be a level where like, I'm never going to be dedicated enough to be a pro, but I still want to be able to go to ACL events and compete without feeling yes. like I'm beating people that I shouldn't be playing against. Yeah. I totally agree with you. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yep. as I was talking about, no, it, so. I like that. I like that. That's a good little, good little intro to it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll jump into the first question here by, uh, Jared Jennings. He says, what are your mental thoughts or cues for throwing different types of shots? Okay, so I guess we need to classify what different types of shots are because okay. – um, So a lot of mine is muscle memory cues. I don't have a lot of mental cues unless it's a step out. I have a mental cue with a push and a cut. Slide and airmail are purely muscle memory for me. Um, airmail is just a higher – like a lot of people – like if I talk to the best airmailer in the state – uh, the and Matt guys taught him this is the way you airmail is you release the bag with the same amount of power four yep. inches higher. That's all you do. Yep. You just let go just of the a little later. later, and that's yep. how you're. So that's how I airmail. So it's just the same exact thing. I just release later and then slide. But yep. when I step out, I think, do I need a left to right cut or right to left cut to collect it? Because I, I think if you're going to be good at stepping out. Um, you need to be able to manipulate the bag depending on your situation and the bags you're dealing yes. with. I don't think the same shot that you always throw will work for every push shot. Um, so I think about wrist position when I go out. And then a lot of the time I focus on follow through. It's like I follow through directly at where I want to be because a lot of the time you overcomplicate it and you miss. So my yes. big thing is wrist position and follow through whenever I'm trying other shots. I don't roll. So that's mostly my step right. outs and cuts and pushes is, and right. I'm going to make a video on how to throw my, how I throw my cut shot. Cause it's all about wrist position for me. Um, so that's yep. what I think about when I do those, but what about you? Yep. I, I'm kind of similar, but it's, it's not really a mental cue, but it's more of a, um, like a mind muscle connection. Sure. Right. So I, I do things differently on my different shots. So my slide shot is just regular. I never step through. I'm just, I'm oh, throwing a normal bag. I know you do, <laughs> but on my pushes, I do step through. Mm. So, and it doesn't even have to be a hard push. That's just in my mind. I know that if I'm throwing a push, I'm going to follow through, you know, so that's just kind of getting me in the routine of, Hey, it's going to be a little lower, follow through with it. Mm. You know, uh, when I do my flop, I go to a butterfly grip. So my brain knows, Hey, you're doing a different type of shot here, do something different, you know? So I kind of change my grips or my follow through dependent. Um, I have to really pay attention on step outs cause I'm notorious for hitting the side of the board. Really? That's really, Oh yeah. Follow through higher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I've actually gotten a lot better at that. Um, Don cup actually helped me with that. Cause he was saying for like pushes and step outs, especially, you know, like you want to hit basically just before that bag. Yeah, you know because, the bag you're trying well, to push, you, you want to land right under it. If you got the board and then you step out and you shrink your board, or you turn, oh, yeah. like the board turns this way when you step out, right? Yeah. If you don't go yeah. high enough, your normal landing spot is off the side, right? Oh, for sure. Like, you need to get higher. I actually, yeah, when you're talking about, about that. when you're talking about pushes too, I actually recently, um, 
I've been practicing my pushes a lot and my pushes are at a point now that I'm very happy where they're at. And the, and yeah. the reason for that is I started throwing every push with what feels like a right to left cut for me. Like I follow through okay. extra hard with my wrist. And the reason I do that is because if you guys don't know, if you're a right-handed thrower and your bag rotates left to right, like a normal of us do, even if you throw it perfectly flat and you make contact with something, it will naturally want to spin around to the right just because of the spin it yes. has. So when I was throwing my pushes, even perfectly flat, and you hit into a bag, a lot of the time it would push and slide to the right, right? So I've yep. been starting to put a little angle on my push so where it hits it's coming left and ends up going straight and, and i found straight yeah i found way more success for some reason sure let's try and the fast side is so fast that it normally can't cut very much in its yeah. own, in its own sense so just putting that cut on it just gives me that little bit of buffer to not yep. go off to the right which which is so that's been going through my head a lot during my pushes is like just give it a little extra right to left to really try to like keep it moving up the board flat yeah no it makes a lot of sense yeah so i don't know that's what you're, I'm fa- you're fancy i'm fancy huh you're fancy <laughs> all right uh gabriel and heather thomas asks what is the closest replica or cheaper bag to a viper i know you got him. I go grab one. <laughs> um i mean first thing that comes to mind is like uh the hero's cornhole jaws of life it's basically a viper um Local legend is similar. It's got a different slow side. Uh, Strive Puma, similar again, but not identical. Let's see. There you no, go. It's the same. Is it actually identical? Same, okay. no doubt. So slow side. Yeah, okay. So I just have Like if you want I, the I cheapest. I have mine back there, I promise. The cheapest, closest replica. And they're what, 65 bucks? I don't even think they're that much. I think they're 60. I think they're 65 now. But like it has but, no dots. It's the bigger, it's slightly bigger and floppier right it's the same exact materials um still stamped and it's like 60 bucks and it's stamped yeah i mean like there's a lot that have viper material like i have a bunch up here there's a ton i'm throwing the gladiator king cheetah pro eights which is viper slow side with game changer fast side basically is the same speeds it's just a material feel difference uh these are basically almost a viper um you know there's so many but like if you just if you literally want the cheaper bag viper boom 60 bucks and it's like yep super solid i uh they're solid and it strives local to me too um and these are acl by the way not pro well same thing. doesn't matter to any of us so no but and i i didn't even read the question i would have grabbed it beforehand but yeah you can't the, throw it at a national oh no oh no i'm not a pro oh no uh, but i can't throw nationals anyway yeah i mean the, the <laughs> i if you guys didn't see my review on these like they throw so easy i mean like if, yeah, yeah. if you're a fast bag player I, i'm not kidding i mean like it's or let's say the the fire heat. I know we have a question coming up about that. The, the difference yeah, the difference with that is, is same price point, same materials as this, t- tighter template, smaller. So it's not as big as a viper. Yeah. So if you're like I like vipers because of the vipers are big. I don't know if people have tried. Yeah, they are. Vipers are big effing bags. So this yeah. is a bigger bag, and so like yep. a fire heat in terms of the price point is the only thing that's even close. But it's not the same template. So th- this yeah. is this is the cheapest viper that exists in my opinion i'll give you that yeah that's a fair call uh steven of course asked what do we think of toss sauce uh my bottle's empty so because <laughs> hey, do i need to go get my bottles over there I mean, we both like, like it put it this way that. like this breaks in 10 sets and this has been gone for a couple of weeks and i'm ordering and i have more coming tomorrow um yeah. i mean i have a set right here i just toss sauce i uh 
I'm not prepared today. Corbin got me last minute. Um, yeah, well, happens. So, like, I mean, here's brand new shelters, which are decently floppy as it is. That's not bad. And, like, like here's toss-sauced ones. So they're just, yeah. like, like, they – and you can even see with the color difference. It just, like – and it's hard. They don't look, like, crazy floppier, like, in camera and stuff. But, it, I mean, they're, like, almost playable. Every bag that no, I've got is playable. They feel the, the same. That's the crazy thing, like – you need to throw them a couple games to get them a little softer still, I think, um, regardless of what bag it is. I mean, especially with carpet, for sure. I noticed, you know, the, the corners, you can still feel the corners a little bit. So yeah. they need to be thrown a little bit, get a little bit softer, you know, but that's that's well, really any get bag. get the material to pop the corners out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't leave any residue, like, whatsoever. The and it, scent and it is feels the exact same. so minimal. It and feels, it feels the, the same. same. That's the thing. The, the carpet feels like carpet should feel. Now, it's some bags I like to be a little softer. Some bags I like to feel natural, you know. It's like... I might splash just a little bit of wrinkle guard in or like throw them through the wash real quick with wrinkle guard. With like That's a what I do. Load I was just, yeah, just to get just them a little so. softer, you know, but I mean, if, if you don't like that, if you're a, I'm going to throw my bags only kind of person, try to toss sauce. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Cause well, it's, it's it, it feels you like you only threw the bag feeling the same way. Yeah. hundred yep. percent. And, and I was going to say that too, like for some of my sets, I toss sauce and then I throw it in a, the washer with like a teeny bit of softener just to take yeah. some of that. Cause if you guys have felt that surefire pro sniper fast side, it, it's kind of like waxy. Yeah. It has that grit to it. Yep. Sometimes I like yep. softening up that grit a little bit. Um, but like some people, like the, the shelters that I just showed, like, by the way, shout out Vortex. I love my shelters. They're so good. But, uh, those I like toss sauced and then I was like, all right, well, let me throw them first. And I love the way they felt. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to soften them. But like my all side 2.0s, I toss sauced and then use a little softener because I like the way it softens up. So, I mean, yep. as a step one, or, or if you're a guy that's like, I only throw my bags to break them in, it mm -hmm. doesn't change the feel at all. Not at all. Even a little. Nope. Uh, and it's cheap. Like if people have used, or if you're a Sacrolax guy or you're a BG bag breaker guy or whatever, this yep. is 20 bucks for a six ounce bottle that I can do 10 sets with for 20 bucks. So two you can do at least 10. Yeah. yeah. And if you do like Sacrolax, like that's like 20 bucks for like four sets. So you're almost getting like yeah. double um, for this. So I don't know. And the guy who makes it, dude, he like, he like researched ingredients. He goes to the store and makes it all from scratch at home. And he's a really good dude, and he's he's doing it full yeah. time here in the next like couple weeks. So definitely support yeah. him. You can either use Corbin Ten or Eddie Ten. Neither of us get paid for it, so it's just for nah. you guys ten percent off. So which just is helps you guys out. Just helps you guys out. So, but yeah, Steve, Steven 10. asked that question, of course. Shameless plug, but we do I like know, the we, we both like the toss sauce. It's it's very yeah, we like it. It's That's, I've toss sauce a ton ton of sets of bags. I mean, I got multiple bottles sitting here, you know, just ready. So anytime I get a new set in, I'm like, cool. Toss sauce, let's go. Well, you know, it's that, a super simple process. And that's the thing. If it's my gamers, I might do my own little concoction of stuff that I do for sure. my exact bags. But especially for us reviewers, dude, it's like we have like it's I, really nice. so many sets that it's just like cool, something quick that gets it like 70% of the way there where yeah. it's like, okay, I'll throw it a couple games, get a little dirty, and then it's good to go. And then I don't have to do more. You know, If it's not yeah. going to be a set that I throw like literally for the rest of my life, it's just like it gets me to a point that I can give an accurate review statement on it in, in a quick succession, which is which is game changer yep. for me. I dig it. I dig it. Um, this is all your question because I haven't thrown him yet. Sure. Patrick Hunt, thoughts on the fire cornhole? Heat, sorry. Yeah. The fire heat. The fill, feel, flop, and the best way to break in. I guess he's rocking the three f's you know because 
and whatever. He but. wanted me to take it over. No, no. Well, of course he did. You the, know, the fire heat. It. So if you like a smaller templated bag, and by smaller I mean like carpet, not puffy like carpet, but like a tighter feeling bag. Wow. Okay. Um, like I mean not quite like a viking but i mean like some of those forgiving carpets like you know my yeah just a little smaller thing yeah they're a yep. little smaller yep uh but it, it's got that seven nine speed same materials as a viper it's got the disc fill which i know fire has like three different types of fill depending on their bags but they have those have the disc fill they feel really nice i threw them really really good um if you guys know me the reason i don't throw them as my gamer i like really wide big floppy bags like game changer size yep. bags uh but he, on any speeds i just like having a floppy bag uh personally so if you like a little tighter bag and you want something faster for humidity but you don't want it to get crazy floppy even if you nuke them they're not going to be these like napkin bags they're just going to stay a little fuller and some people like that fullness so it's and uh it's a good airmail bag too because i actually airmail smaller bags a little bit better than bigger bags um but yeah if you like a if you like the seven nine fast viper speeds but you want something that doesn't become a napkin that's a good option especially for 50 60 bucks I dig it. Yeah. Uh, Justin has a great question here. It's a multiple parter. I'm just going to read it all and then we'll kind of dissect it. Uh, Justin Meineke, I believe. Um, so what is the best way to progress as a thrower? Uh, should you focus on milestones such as trying to get all four on the board and then score sixes, score eights, et cetera. And then what's the best way to improve? Do you practice just on a clean board? Do you set up different situations or do you play with someone? Do you want to start? Yes. Um, the best way, and we both have said this a hundred times, practice with purpose. Okay. Always practice with purpose. Don't go out and just whip bags around because it's not going to help. Um, in that sense, you know, that kind of works with the best way to improve, right? Um, if you struggle getting two or three in the hole every time that you're throwing, yeah, clean board practice for sure. Work on your slide shot. See what you can do with an open board. You know, do you have the ability to just slide one in? Um, you can definitely set up situations. If you really struggle getting around blockers, put a bag right in front of the hole. Step out, airmail, do whatever you got to do. You know, have one of your kids help you put a bag on the board. You know, have a buddy over, whatever. Um, I always say throw with people for sure because it helps you get in different situations that you might not set up yourself. Uh, just make sure that you're still practicing with purpose when you're throwing with buddies because I know it's easy to just stop caring and have a good time and just, you know, maybe drink too much or whatever, just mess around. But I mean, if you're out there to practice and get better, then throw your game, you know, try to beat them every time they might lay a block that they did not mean to lay and it works out perfectly. It's good practice for you. Um, but yeah, start, start with really simple stuff. I mean, you have to get fundamentals down before you start getting fancy. So that's just, yeah. So I, I would say, best way to progress as a thrower so the first part of the, the question the milestone thing i think personally it really depends on what your goals are because if you're just trying to have fun and you're a backyard person and you want to be good with your friends and campground then yeah dude get all four on the board sixes and eights are great i mean like i was talking to some people recently that it's funny every time i wear a cornel at somewhere people are like oh i bet you me and my kid could kill you and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like because the mindset of campground bags versus like better bags is so different like in campground i was talking to, i was talking to my buddy today i'm like in campground if you get four on the board you're probably scoring against me you get four on the board you're giving me an eight 
Like, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a different level, right? So it, it all depends on your goals. If, if your goals are like, I just want to have fun with my family. Yeah. Get them all on the board, get sixes, get eight. That's really cool. Like good job. I mean, that's a good round. I was cheering for my brother-in-law the other day. He's getting, he got a 10 or something. Oh, for sure. like, that's awesome. Right. But if your goal is to improve the, what I tell people all the time is either get flat in terms of get the bag flat or yep. get the bag at a consistent throw every time that you know exactly what it's going to do, right? So where like some people are so anal about you need to be perfectly flat. There's some of the best players in the world. Are per- Matt Guy's not perfectly flat. His bag goes a no. little left to right every time. But guess what? He throws it at the exact same angle every single time. It's not flat, but it's consistent. It's the same, right? So in my opinion – it's better to suck as in missing every single bag off the board and being consistent all the time because then once you start dialing it in, then it all makes sense. Then making four in the hole where all four do different things and you have no idea how you made them in the hole because then you can't replicate that and then if you add any nerves into it with a tournament yep. or a blind draw, you're you're not going to do anything or you have no control over the bag. You know, earlier we were yep. talking about um, you know, muscle memory or thought process stuff. If I'm throwing a cut or a collect or a right to left push or left to right push, I need to have full control over my bag. And so when we talk about practicing, like I'm past the point now where I can slide in for fairly consistently right so now it's like i want to be able to grab a bag that's halfway off the hole to the right with a right to left cut collect or left to right around a bag like where like i have enough control over my bag to manipulate it how i want and i think that's where you want to progress to if you want to compete i was talking to my buddy today that is my doubles partner that i play with all the time and he's like he's like man i feel like there's a gap going between us and i said the only gap coming between us is that I have now become super comfortable stepping out, going around bags. Like I don't just block, block behind airmail. It's like, oh, there's a little off to the side. I'll cut around it. I'll go left to right. I can push through. Like it it gives you more options where as you get better and better, you need to start adding these arsenals. So in terms of practice and, and just the way you ask this question, playing with someone, if you have that option, best practice period. Like, yeah. like if you have the option to have someone at your house playing every day, do that because you set up way more situations. They do stuff in, let's say they're l- less good than you. Even they're throwing stuff randomly in your way. They're throwing what I call the dick bag, which is like one inch on the board, yeah. right in your way that you yeah. have to go over yep. like all this stuff that happens in That's games. That's a classic block. Yeah. All this stuff that happens in games that you don't practice. If you're just sliding in, right. If you play against someone, stuff like that happens all the time. Um, and, and make it a competition. Like, like some people, I, you don't need to play for money, but it, it, do whatever it is to make you nervous. Like get nervous yeah. when you're playing your friends, get a little competitive, something, yep. because it's like, like I would say, you know, campground, end of a tournament at a campground with your family, that's level one nerves beating your buddy for five bucks is level two nerves the finals of a blind draw then you got like regionals then you got opens right like you guys yeah. have seen a vlog i'm editing it's coming out in the next couple of days i was like so down on myself nervous like like so bad because it was like so much nerves at an open like it's so different that like you have to be able to deal with that in some way um yeah. So it, it's just – I don't know. It, it's so much that goes into practicing, I guess. And, it, and and in my opinion, like it's just figuring out the way for you to be the most consistent. Yep. I dig it. Um, I think we can skip uh, Sakari's <laughs> question there. <laughs> Guy's got jokes. Um, Luke Quilici. Quilici. Did we decide what his last name was? Oh, Quil. I think it's Quilici. I met him in California. I played against Quilici? him. Okay. I played against him in doubles. 
And uh, for the record, if you listen to this, I whooped your ass, just so you know. Uh, he has it on video even. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. The first round, um, I gave him like a five, and he forgot to hit record. And then the rest of the game, I murdered him. So he has nothing, he has nothing on video. He has nothing to show for it. scoring. Yeah. Poor guy. That's awesome. No, he's a really, really nice guy. I'm sure. He's always got jokes, though. He's funny. Yeah. Um, but he says, what is your highest decaholio and ghost holio that you've beaten? So do you even keep track of any of that? Oh, you do. But you got, you shot a 106, you SOB. Yeah. And then my ghost holio highest is 8.2 when I played like the rotating one. I've beaten Ghost 9 not on the app, uh, but Ghost 9 is the best I've beaten in actual Ghost. But yeah, 10, 106 is my best deca. Um, cool. So it signed me out. I think, you know, um, didn't you get like a 98 or 101 or something? I have a 99. 99? Yeah. I do have a 99. I, it's funny. I haven't done DECA since I got the 106. <laughs> I threw – it wow. was like when I was breaking in my incinerators and they just didn't miss the hole when I shot a 106. And I'm like, all right, I can never do DECA again. Probably not going to be I, Yeah, 106. I mean 106 is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, I, I was trying to break 100 earlier today and it just was not happening. It's just um, hard to not miss bags. I mean I had I had – six four baggers i think literally trying to sign in right now it just sent me the code yeah i went eight ten <laughs> like why did it sign me out that made no sense there we go okay. i went eight ten five straight twelves eight twelve eight so i even missed i missed a good amount there but zero off the board but yeah 106 my best echo you know what my spr plus is gone oh whatever that doesn't even matter yeah i know but that tells you your actual well, whatever uh, corbin what do you think it is well, no, I know that my I know that my best uh, deck is a ninety nine. My best deco is ninety nine. I think my best ghost was like a nine point oh three or something because I played a hard and it kept giving me tens. Yeah, I, I've beaten ghost nine, um, and I've beaten I've beaten level up. I think I've beaten level up eighteen or nineteen, close to that. I haven't been. I know I haven't broken twenty. I've tried twenty and I haven't beaten twenty. Um, but level up, if you guys don't know, you throw eight bags, four from each side. Um, against like so then you're total with eight bags um, you're playing against ghost something else but Corbin's wasting all our time here looking at his phone but either way it, it like that's our highest uh, deca and ghost no I'm not wasting anything we're fine <laughs> well I'm gonna move on to the next question you go ahead because I'm just trying to figure this out what, what is, you know what it is what does it matter <laughs> uh josh rodriguez said uh with the rapid increase in ppr how much longer until professional see some sort of rule change something increasing the distance drinking the hole i actually uh was talking to josh keck about this and some other people in california um i don't think the game needs to change i think um i mean yes the ppr has increased by a full point in average for pro play from last year to this year yes. i don't think we're we're not robots. We're all humans. And even I would say Matt guy is the closest thing to a robot and Josh Holland's pretty good. And same with, uh, uh Mark, Richards. Close, yeah. Mark Richards is up there too, but even them, okay. They're shooting a 10, 10.2, which is really, really good, but they miss. Yeah, bags. Really like if you watch him in the finals, Matt guy misses airmails. He misses bags. None of oh, us yeah. are good enough to make every single bag. Um, it's another reason I was talking to a buddy that said, uh, do you think airmails are ever going to get the points of like free throws where like someone could shoot like 99% or hundred percent? Like why, why is it so hard? It's consistent all the time. There's too many variables in terms of like you're throwing the bag 27 feet. If there's any wind, it, it, you're screwed indoors. Even like, I mean like you have any adrenaline, any of this, any of that, even Jimmy McGuffin misses airmails. I mean, it just, it just happens. Everybody does. Um, 
So I don't think the rules need to change. If you think no. that the pros are too good, just get better or don't be a pro. I mean, it's just they're just that good. I mean, like it's just like they well, just they are. A lot. Um, and I don't think I mean, yeah, the PPR is going up, but I don't think it's going to just continue to go up. No. We're not going to see PPR say like 11.6. It's impossible. Like it's just not going to happen. It's, I don't think it's going to go much higher than it is now. I mean, yes, people are yeah, going to get people are very consistent. I think we're about topped out. The biggest thing with PPR too is the reason Matt Guy and Mark Richards PPR are so high and Josh Holland is because they go hole for hole with every single player. They play no blocks ever. They don't play dirty. They don't, they just want to make every single bag in the hole. You look at Jamie Graham, who just won the last event. Granted, he shot a 10 PPR, like, but he has, he was rolling incinerators. He has a cut shot. He has a really good airmail. His push is considered the best push in the world. Like he has all of the shots and still at a 10 PPR, but he's totally fine shooting a nine PPR and playing dirty and beating you with whatever means necessary. Um, I think people focus too much on PPR. It's a cool stat and and it's great to be in the top of PPR winning tournaments matters way more than your PPR. I'll tell you what my ACL trophy up there. I was not leading the event in PPR. It doesn't matter. I beat everybody. Who cares? You know, it's, it's literally, uh, I think people too much put too much weight on it. But um, to answer your question, I don't think rules ever need to change because I think we're getting pretty close to the top. And if anything, we're just going to get more players that play dirty and prevent people. Yeah, just make it harder. If you are a player right now and you get good enough that you could slide in every bag like that guy, but you can't airmail like that guy, you're going to run into one carpet player that block and rolls you. And guess what? You're like the 65-year-old game changer player that has no other shot except for a slide. So – Good job with your 10 PPR. You just lost because you can't deal with the block. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yep. it's it, like people focus so much on the slide in PPR game when in reality, there's so many more variables to the game that I don't think things need to change. Yep. And the part two of that question is how long till we see someone like Will Chamberlain or Bob Gibson to force the game to make drastic changes to level the playing field. It's not going to happen. I mean, Matt Guy right now, Matt, everyone's been talking about Matt Guy all year because his PPR has been over 10 for every event the entire year. Guess what? He hasn't yep. won an open. He won one pro national in singles and he's won two in doubles with Jamie Graham, but he got eliminated. Like I think he took like seventh in his bracket in the last singles. He's, he's widely considered the highest PPR player by anyone with the best airmail, if not Jimmy yep. McGuffin, but close competitive wise, best airmail. And he didn't even make the bracket semifinals. I mean, like, yeah. so like what player right now is going to force a rule change? Like the carpet bag block players are beating him. Jimmy, Jimmy humans has a higher, more wins than losses against him this year, throwing sticky, non whole friendly. Neptunes. Yeah. Like I, I just think that all the players are getting really good and I don't think anyone's far. I mean, there's players that are consistently in the top 10, you know, Mark Richards always makes deep runs. Jamie Grant, that guy, Josh Holland, all the names we've been saying, Jimmy humans, they always keep making deep runs. They're they're, there. I think there's tier one pro tier two pro, but I don't think there's anyone that's like blowing anyone out of the water. uh, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. Uh, Do you throw the same bags for indoor and outdoor tournaments? Yep. You do. Of course. Why? Why not? I do not. Well, put it this way. I have my arsenal of fast boards, medium fast boards, slow boards, right? Well, I guess I do too. So, yeah. so yes, if I go outside and it's humid and windy and the boards are sticky, then yes, I'm throwing a different bag than I would be throwing inside when it's not humid. But if it was humid inside, I'd still be using that bag. I have my four to five sets of bags that I really like that I play with all the time. Which, yeah, that's fair. Which did anyone ask us what our go-to is right now? Uh, I think we have that coming up. 
Um, I don't think so. I'm looking. Yeah. Dustin Britt asked Grand Bag Jack. Okay. All right. Well, well, then we'll get into that. It's but a couple yes. more down. We're getting there. All right. But yes, I throw the same bags indoor, outdoor, so you throw the same bags. conditions. Yeah. I, I basically bring the same bags everywhere, but I'm going to change. I, I'm basically the same as you, I guess, when I think about it. It's I'm going to change the bag based on conditions and the condition necessarily. It's not necessarily indoor versus outdoor. No, um, it's just sticky. If he's, if, he's, if he's asking in a way of like, will you throw your tournament bags on grass? Like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Will you throw your tournament bags on straight concrete asphalt at night? Probably not. Then I'll bring other bags. Singles, singles or doubles? Doubles. Like blind draw. No. Yeah. No. Blind draw, I'm not throwing my. Put it this way. My orange Singles, Costellos. Yes, I'll do it. I don't my care. My orange Costellos, you guys know about. Like, I'm. Put it this way. I'm breaking in other bags to use and i don't want those to rip a hole in because they're getting very broken at this point <laughs> like right. i don't want to risk those but yeah i still yeah, throw fair. those i don't like i mean i threw them in the parking lot the other day at our blind draw i mean it's at the end of the day guys bags are bags i mean yeah. like like i have seven two fours behind me that i throw on concrete i don't care if they get pulls i'm throwing them yeah. like if they get pulls, yeah, they get pulls. Anyway. That's, that's how they work like i mean it's bags are bags man yep uh jim bachelder asks it's kind of a two-point or a two-parter um he thinks it'd be interesting to talk about the mental side of the game things like bag selection for conditions blocking versus going back for bag etc uh which we kind of already touched on both of those you know bag selection for conditions that just kind of makes sense i think yeah, I, have a, I have a couple of slower boards using a faster bag but yeah yeah um uh, so go ahead well okay the comment i was gonna make what is, you got the comment you got, i was baby? gonna make is i think um the biggest hindrance to good players um, is unwillingness to switch bags in conditions. Um, and the reason I say that is because there's some players I play against that use surefires, period. doesn't matter if it's no raining. doesn't matter if it's fast. They use surefires. And when it's fast and they crush me because they're really good and then it gets yeah. sticky and they can't make a bag. And I'm like, just throw a faster bag. And and yeah. people think it's so crazy. Like, so, let's say a Viper or my King Cheetah Pro 8s, right? It's a seven or even the Pumas. This is a seven speed mm. fast side or slow side, right? When it's humid, this is a four speed slow side. That's pretty and that's slow. That's how yeah. you need to think about it. It's not like, oh, I don't want to throw my sevens too fast for me. Well, right now, a seven is a four and it's playing like your surefire would if surefire was in the correct boards, right? So it, yeah. it's it's about five. You need to have a like I've been starting to throw lucky bags o'doyles when the bag when the boards are like lightning like uncontrollable lightning because it has like the viking push side and a little bit slower slow side where it's like that's the only bag i can keep on then i throw like my shelters surefires that kind of thing then my costellos then my like king cheetahs or vipers right i have that four stage transition and i'll tell you what i will switch instantly if i have a bag hang on the hole or i'm feeling it starting to skid a little bit give me new bags it's not even worth yeah. it because like and here's what people don't realize oh well those are too fast then i can't lay my blocks when i'm switching it plays the same i can still lay blocks i can still cut i can still do i'm not switching when it's too fast i'm switching when it's too slow i can still do everything i want to do and that's the key people need to realize is like you switch bags when that new bag plays like your old bag and i also tell people your arsenal should only contain stuff that you can throw the bag the exact same every time like same power you shouldn't be lofting it differently you shouldn't be lower anything it should be the same throw and they should play the exact same depending on conditions and you should know when that switch is because it's yep. just like golf if i'm 100 yards out i'm not half swinging a four iron 
I'm hitting a wedge. It's like it's like bowling. Right. If the oil's gone, if any of you guys are boilers, you're not going to throw a high hooking ball. You're going to throw a low hooking ball to play the same line. It's the same thing with bags. You need to be able to play the same shot, new bag. And I yep. think people's unwillingness to switch costs them more games. And the amount of times I hear people come off like, oh, my bags were just so sticky. Don't use a sticky bag. Throw yeah, a switch. Like, like, and you need to be able to do that. And whether it's whether it's you don't like the feeling in your thumb, then I'll tell you what, that surefire fast side is on 90% of every speed range. So get the same fast side on every single bag and change your slow side. If you love the Viper yep. slow side, get every single bag Viper fast side with a different slow side. Like there's so many options. Just find the ones that you like and can throw the same. And, and I, I, I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's like it's there's so many people that make like that literally lose games because of bag selection all the time. Even on the pro scene, you see on the TV, like there was one game, Alex Rolls, they were throwing pro snipers, him and Trey Birchfield yeah. on TV like two majors ago. And they lost because Alex Rolls could not keep them on the board. And then he yep. played singles 20 minutes later and threw surefires. Cause he's like, those bags are too fast. That was the wrong choice. And because of that choice, he threw like seven bags off the back as a pro player. Right. Yep. And he's one of the best top 15 in the world. And the bags were too fast and he lost the game because of it. So it's like people don't realize bag selection matters that much. That's huge. Yeah. So it is. You got to be comfortable with everything though. I mean, it's, you can't oh, yeah. just be like, well, I throw this bag 95% of the time, but when things change, I sometimes throw this. Like, no, you got to be comfortable with anything you're oh, throwing. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to know what every bag does in your arsenal. Yeah. You should never yep. throw a bag that you're like, I don't know, I kind of throw these. No, then don't throw them. Don't throw them. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need to know what they're doing. Like, like I'll tell you what, my Surefires, I know exactly what they're going to do. My Costellas, I know exactly what they're going to do. My Viper Seas, yeah. I know exactly what they're going to do. Those are the three bags I throw right now. Because <laughs> yep. because I've thrown like 100 games with all of them, and I know exactly what I can do with them. Like, Yeah, you know what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, his part two, interesting to know where people look at the board when they're throwing. I look at the hmm. hole personally. Um, and I, I never really focus on it until I've been asked this question quite a few times. It's, but I actually look at the hole. Um, if I'm throwing a push, I'm looking at the bag that I'm throwing the push at. I agree. If I, if I'm throwing an airmail, I look at the light glint on the back lip. I've heard you say that. Yeah. Yep. That's what I look at. Uh, I played yep. against a guy named Tom Embry in uh, California. Who's an ultra sponsored player. He takes his backswing and then looks up at the ceiling before he throws. <laughs> he doesn't even look at the board. It's the most crazy thing I've ever seen. And he's a really just, good air miller. He doesn't look just muscle memory at all. Yeah. Purely muscle. Memory. I don't know how he does it. I mean, it's just like me when I golf, I look at the hole. I don't look at the ball when I putt. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that that was the craziest one I've seen. Is he literally will take his backswing and then? That's wild. And then he's just banging. It's nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you looking at? He's like, honestly, I don't look at anything. I just look up. He's like, I'm just looking. Yeah. I think he just blurs out up. You know. I don't know. Yeah. Seriously. But yeah, no, I look at the hole and the bag as well. Same thing. Yep. Uh, Trey asked if I'm going to review the tribal cornhole bags. Absolutely. Oh, uh, they're pretty awesome. Speaking of so. Tribal Cornell, you can reach out to me at uh, Eddie's. Yeah, you should reach out to uh, Eddie's <laughs> Cornell Reviews on Facebook. Uh, Cornell Bag Reviews. The, the design, or, uh, I love the Facebook. designs though, that you posted, though. I love that, like, kind of yeah, they're pretty tight, dude. Hawaiian kind of like yeah. artwork yep. design. That's, uh, that's AJ's artwork. She did it herself. Yeah, it's really um, cool. I like it. It is all, it's all very cool, and they all play really nicely. Uh, quality is top notch. So, yes, I will be reviewing those. Absolutely. Just have to get them broken in a little bit and thrown and get comfortable with them. Um, yeah uh matt mankin uh how to adjust your throw without sacrificing performance not really sure what he means uh yes practice works but how to do it in game situations because that's where it's going to matter um, uh, by adjusting your throw i was actually i had a 
I don't remember the guy's name. He, a guy reached out to me today and goes, uh, how do you cure a slump? And I said, uh, you know, go back to the basics. And then he goes, well, or in practice, in practice and warmups, I'm just banging. And then the game starts and I suck. And I'm like, okay, then okay. that's nerves. Like that's a nerve thing. Sure. And, and I'm oh, kind of reading this question that way. Like game situations, like – Again, practicing with a friend or putting something on the line or making it worth it. The, the thing is, people don't realize um, cornhole as an activity and as a sport is inherently easy. You're throwing a bag into a hole from 27 feet every single time, every round. That's what you're doing. That's the only point of the whole game, right? So 90%, 70%, in my opinion, of the difficulty of cornhole is mental, is is dealing yeah, with is. your opponent, your opponent's stuff, your opponent's pacing, how fast they're playing, making sure that you play at your own pace. And that's not even part of the question, but I actually want to touch on that. Play at your own pace. I see way too many people playing fast when someone else plays fast. I know you do. You set the bags on the boards and force yourself to play slow. And there's a lot of people that slow. benefit from that. Some people are just like, one dude's just banging and you're just trying to bang with him. Guess what? You're actually helping him because he's just muscle member yes. banging. And, and you're, you're most likely yourself. hurting yourself. Yeah, because you're, yeah. you're not used to throwing that fast. If anything, do what Corbin does. Set the bags on the board or what I do. And people actually ask why I step over the line. There's a couple of reasons I step over the line. It's another topic. I, want. This, I don't have an outline. I'm going on tangents, Corbin. Um, That's fine. But so I actually – the Flop Cornell released their podcast this week and they were talking about stepping over the line and how they think it should be illegal. And uh, and then I commented and said, as an overstepper, I take offense to this. And they're like – and and Rob's like, I didn't mean offense, but in all seriousness – Of course. In all seriousness, do you, why don't you just step a foot back from the line and then step to the front of the board? And I'm like – there's a big difference between stepping to throw and stepping after you throw. Because if I throw Correct. it and then step, I'm literally just hurting myself for a foot. Like It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah. two reasons I step over the line. One, forces me to follow through. And it feels kind of like when I used to step. It like gives me that finishing. Two, mm -hmm. when I step over the line, I have to reset every single bag. My full stance, everything. Yep. I have to redo the whole thing. That's another thing I tell people is if you miss a bag to the right, step off the board and re-step to the board because a lot of the time your foot could be pointing one inch to the right and then guess what you build a wall up the right side how many times do you throw one off the right and then you throw four up the right that all would have been in yep. the hole if they were one inch left and then you look down at your foot and most people don't look at your foot your foot's probably like this so i tell every partner i play with in blind draw i'm like if you miss a bag just take a reset start over the bag's gone it doesn't matter start over mm -hmm. and it could be a lot of things mental physical literally your alignment this that so me stepping over the line forces me to physically reset my stance and reline up to the board every single shot like i can't that makes sense. a weird pattern right um but yeah so i don't know where i started with this but there's my tangent. no that's fine i liked where you went with it it works out but yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean the question that we didn't know pace. about the question. I totally was, agree. Yeah, yeah play, play your pace. pace, though. I mean, that's that's your biggest. It can be your biggest defense and your biggest offense at the same time. Oh yeah. Um, if, if I'm playing fast, guys, I intentionally go as slow as I possibly can. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going like Damon Dennis style. I'm not sitting there for 18 seconds before I throw. But if I throw a bag, and as I'm like, as soon as I release, if they're ready to throw, I'm like, oh okay. Well, and I'll just sit there at the line for a couple seconds. And just here's one thing. I want to have a PSA to everyone listening. If you leave your bags on the front of the board, totally. I know fine where you're going it, with this. Do not bend down and pick up your bag when I'm in my backswing. Because I have some right. people that do it. And it's it's 
unrealistically annoying in terms of like i was playing in the open in iowa and i had to do that at the front of the bags of board i deliberately had to wait for him to throw and sit there for another five seconds knowing he was going to reach it out and grab another bag before i even addressed the board to throw because it happened like one or two times and i'm like dude i'm seeing your entire body move in my peripherals in my backswing if you're leaving them on the board totally cool with that be respectful and just stand there and wait for them to finish and then go pick up your bag and start your process you might not think it's a big deal but if you're not picking up the bags i literally see your entire body moving up and down and it is like and yes okay it could be on me to wait but that's just like kind of a courtesy thing if you want to leave your sure. bags on the board or mad guy at put them on the back of the board step back go grab your bag that's fine if you want yeah. to leave them on the front just just be courteous and please wait for the other person to throw just like in golf yep. you don't talk in someone's backswing just wait to go pick up your stuff no absolutely because i you know i do the same thing i i throw and then i stand there and i wait yeah. i wait till they throw and then i'll reach down and grab it um, you know, if I shank one, I might just reach down and grab it immediately knowing that they're not even ready to throw yet. You know, it's a different situation, but I, I do remember a blind draws warming up with, um, Rob boy enough. Uh, he was PDC now he's pro. Um, but we were just in and down and back and in and down and back. I don't really pay attention. I'm just throwing. I'm like, whatever. And he's a very quick thrower. He's ready to throw as soon as you're done. And I reached down and grabbed a bag and he goes, Hey, are you going to reach down and grab bags immediately? Or are you going to wait? He goes, either way, I don't care. I just need to know which one it is. And I said, no, I'm going to wait and then I'll grab it. He goes, okay, cool. I just wanted to know, you know, cause it's going to mess with his pace if yeah. I'm reaching down as he's throwing and all that, you know, and I totally get it. I was like, not a problem dude. I was like, but yeah, I'm definitely going to wait. It's just the down and back. That's why I'm not really thinking about it. And he was like, oh, it's cool. I just needed to know what you're doing. So I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like totally get it. Yeah. So. So that was a long tangent PSA, but yeah, please. It was. Please that's okay. don't do that. <laughs> this one should be quick. Uh, Aaron Washa, favorite beer. This is not quick. He And he's from Madison, by the way. So shout out Madtown, Cornell. Um, so beer no, that I quick. drink, Miller Lite. Favorite beer. Ooh, that's a tough one. I like a lot of beers. Uh, if we're going Wisconsin beer, Aaron Washa, I love Spotted Cow. I drink a lot of Spotted Cow. I have to get it in Wisconsin. Of course. But my favorite beer of, of all time, I do like Corona too. I drink a lot of Corona. Uh, my favorite beer, Corona with Lime. Come on. It's a good summer beer. Summer Shandy. Yeah. I like Summer Shandy too. Drink a lot of those. Summer Shandy is good. Um, my favorite beer of all time is from a brewery called Urban Chestnut Brewing Company out of St. Louis. You can only buy it in Missouri or Illinois. It's called um, Schnickelfritz which is the urban chestnut Hefeweizen, uh, Hefeweizen, which is like okay. my favorite. I love Hefeweizens everywhere I go. If they have Hefeweizen, I get okay. it. it's like my favorite type of beer. Um, but the, the Schnickelfritz, uh, maybe it's just because the limited amount that I've had of it when I travel and I get it, but like I love Schnickelfritz a lot. So if you're from St. Yeah. Louis or Illinois and you have a chance to get urban chestnut brewing company Schnickelfritz, it's like a yellow and orange cans of Schnickelfritz down the side. It's amazing. It's like my favorite beer. No. My favorite beer is the next one, so it's pretty simple. The next one? Oh. Yeah, the next one that I'm going to drink. It's my favorite beer. <laughs> I, I, no, do love, uh, I, I love brewery hopping, though. I mean, I love trying beer. Okay, I how do about too. this? I like Your favorite brews. type of beer? Pilsner, no, Lager, I was, Amber, I was, Belgian? I was teasing. Okay. I'm actually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty... Um, IPA? Eclectic. I'm pretty eclectic when it comes to that. IPAs are the one thing I avoid, but I can yeah, do New England's. Do um, one? But... I can do New England IPAs, like oh, AZ IPAs. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, but I mean, my favorite beer that I've had actually in the most recent, I mean, it's been a while since I've had one this good. It was actually in New York. I had in Rochester, New York. It was um, Ellicuttville Brewing Company. It's called Chocolate Cherry Bomb. 
It was a, um, it was an Imperial stout. Imperial stout. It was actually a stout. Yeah. It was an Imperial stout, but it was just, the flavor was incredible. It was like drinking chocolate cherry pie. It was so freaking good. And there was just something about it that was incredible. I'm not much of a dark beer guy, a little too thick for me. Um, but it depends on the day. Yeah. If I go to a brewery, like if I get a flight, right, I don't drink IPAs. I've tried really i've tried a yeah, lot i can't really do it either it's just whatever yeah. it doesn't work for me but anything yep. uh, pilsner lager amber belgian hefeweizen kolsch i love yep. kolsch's kolsch's are like one of my kolsch's are decent i'm not a big sour yep. guy either i don't really like fruity stuff no i mean i don't want to drink my beer i don't want if i if i want fruity stuff i'll get a cider i like ciders but i'm not i, I like the fruities though i'm just not me i'm not a fruity guy man like sam adams cherry wheat it's one of my favorites i'm just not a fruity guy i'd rather just drink a beer so good man yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. But but so, right, like, so we just I, we like I, beer. I drink Miller Lite because it's cheap and it's easy to drink. But like, if I could go yeah. to a brewery and get a Pilsner from a brewery, which is you know better light beer, I like brewery Pilsners. They You'll actually have a Minneapolis sure. is like this behind Portland, like the second highest brewery per cap, brewery per capita. We have like a hundred in Minneapolis. So like going so you're out alcoholics. For, That's cool. It's the Midwest. What else? I literally just got done with winter in May. Like what else am I supposed to do for like (laughs) 10 months a year? Like, come on. I get like one month of summer. (laughs) I know. Um, All right. Moving on from beer. I kind of hate this question, honestly, uh, because it's really difficult to answer and it could take a very long time. But uh, Justin, if you could be a bag maker right now, what types of bags in detail would you have in your lineup? I think it's easy. (sighs) Surefire. Costello yep. or Pro Sniper, which is the same slow side. Yep. Viper, yep. carpet bag. That's your four, yep. uh, like four, four, eight, five, eight, six, nine, six, eight, seven, nine, and yeah. I mean, and I'm not even going to go into heavy detail with it, but I think you need, I think you need a four seven, four seven carpet. I also think you need a four eight carpet because I like a four eight carpet mm-hmm. way better than a four seven so carpet. I agree. Um, and then you can have a four eight non-carpet so a surefire mm-hmm. and then you can have like your five to six eight you know so your costello or you know the clark illusion whatever um and then i think you need your fast bag like a seven nine mm-hmm. so something like I mean, that like, that's, you look at companies really not I mean, all that hard put it this way you guys, can do a ton of there's stuff, about but. five or six main materials that if you flip them back in front you could probably make 90 percent of the bags that exist and then you got you got other bags like you know you got like the novas or the psycho x that new material the carnage the 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 vandalized they're all coming out with that slow side material that's a newer one that people are using like there's stuff that people are and there's tons of different carpets blah 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 but at the end of the day most of them are pretty close to the same so i say i'd say you have those four bags you fit and when i say carpet bag i want a bouncy rolly carpet if i was going to make one carpet because yeah. if i didn't want a bouncy rolly carpet i just don't throw carpet like i don't i, I, I don't understand yeah. the forgiving carpet thing i'm just like i'll just throw surefire so like, why would i throw forgiving yep. carpet i'll just throw bouncy carpet um and, yep. and you guys know i don't like i don't throw carpet um personally but like if i was a play let's say i wanted to sign pro players like you the carpet players want a carpet that rolls because they're carpet yeah. players that are not throwing they them. want active stuff yeah otherwise they'll just throw fast bags you know because yep. that's the whole point i you know so so i actually think like while there's tons of bags in the market i think you could easily simplify your entire arsenal if it, like if you don't like carpet you could own three bags and never buy another bag i agree yeah just find the ones mm-hmm. you like uh danny now 
what's your opinion on breaking in a bag naturally versus a synthetic way? Um, different strokes for different folks. I don't care how you break your bags in. It does not affect me one way or another. You know, I'd, I'd say find what Lies. it doesn't affect me at all. What you do with your bag. No, I'm saying if crap. you show up to a blinder on someone gives you pro snipers, fully conditioned, you go, no, nope. <laughs> no, but that's totally different. That's, and I've done that before, but if it's a bag that like you like and you like, and you're like, yeah, man, I condition my pearl snipers. Okay, I don't soak sure. overnight and they're absolutely perfect. And I grab them. I'm like, I can still feel a conditioner on them. You're like, yeah, but they're so whole friendly. I love them. Like, cool. I'm glad you like them. Yeah, that's okay, just not for me. Right. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I also don't like a bag that's been hundred percent thrown. I don't really No. Oh man. I, it doesn't, I, I don't like the way the material apart. feels. I want them like, to the point of no return <laughs> no i don't mind i'm not saying I don't, I don't mind them being nuked i don't like it when a bag has only been thrown to be broken in oh that's fair like no soak no tumble yeah. nothing they literally took it out of the package and started throwing it and they've thrown it and thrown it and thrown it and thrown it because they're like that's the only way a bag is supposed to be i think it also depends on okay but eh. yeah i think it depends on too so like let's say old cat threes series vipers og game changers when that which is if you guys it's the same fast side that like we all use now okay that old stuff yes. because it was so thin that just being thrown it it doesn't hold that crunchiness that's, that's like fine. the new ones do the new ones i that's agree fine. i think they need some kind of wash soak toss sauce conditioner anything because it's so crunchy even if you, i felt mm-hmm. pro snipers that someone's thrown for like 100 games they're still crunchy yeah i'm like dude yeah. you gotta wash them like you gotta get something out of this thing like it's even too crunchy. carpet that's only thrown i hate the feeling of it yeah I mean, it feels like burlap to me soft yeah it's, it's gotta be a little soft just yeah. a little bit you know so that's that's really it. And aside from that, do whatever you want, you know, throw a conditioner on them. If you really like to condition bags, you know, I personally don't anymore. I used to, I did it a lot, but I washed it out really thoroughly. Um, toss sauce it, um, wash it with shampoo, wash it with Dawn, wash it with whatever tumble is. Seriously. Everyone, people swear it. by shampoo. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's boil got their own. Shit, method, I don't care. Right? Yeah. Everyone's got their do what own you method. want, you know, whatever works for you, do what you want. If you're not sure what you want to do, ask questions, see results, throw different bags. I've been broken in different ways. Yeah. So, um, Adam with another shameless plug. Who do you think has the best patches of 22? Check out let's go cornhole.com. <laughs> My patch is the best. Your patch is the best. All right, cool. Next question. My patch is pretty cool. Uh, let's go cornhole.com. Adam's a local guy. He's really nice. So yeah. check that out if you're in need for patches. Yeah, he's got the um, ones now. Oh, nice. Uh, Dustin Britt asked about our okay. current backpack check. Um, go to bags. Okay, so I'll start. So I haven't been throwing surefires anymore um just what? the re here, here's the reason one those are Cost- terrible my costellos are so slow that they basically fill the oh, speed sure. of a surefire but they're more whole friendly uh as it gets stickier um mm-hmm. i was throwing shelters all day today i got my collab shelters um i don't know why but i love the shelters they play insanely good and I haven't even thrown them that much. And they're already like, I was just like banging all day. Uh, so I think that might start making the rotation. I like as a shameless plug per se, I kind of want to be able to throw bags that have my logo on them at this point. Cause I have so many. Yeah. Um, I'm just yeah. like, I mean like so many bags are good. I'm trying to get bags broken in. Advertise now. yourself for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to get bags broken in now that have my logo on them. I have so many cool collabs. I just want to use them. Um, so I get it. Right now, my bag, my Costellos will never leave my rotation because they just don't feel like any other Costellos. They're just so destroyed. They're so good. Um, so yep. right now, it'll probably be Shelters, 
because I think they're that good, actually. My Costellos, I actually have a nuke set of Viper Seas, like nuke nuked, like okay. so Oh, long. yeah, I've seen them. Um, I've they seen play them. they play super good. I just won a blind draw with them a couple days ago. Um, really like those. And then my uh, Gladiator King Cheetah Pro 8s. I've actually been throwing a ton, and I really enjoy to throw them, uh, which are which are okay. probably – they're the exact same materials as the Viper Seas, so at, they're, but they're faster right now because they're less like fluffy and pulley. Um, sure. as sure. i can finally get those just destroyed take them to camping have people throw them on rocks like whatever they'll probably replace the viper seas um but right now they're faster so that's kind of my four-way okay. and o'doyles o'doyles for lightning fastback i've actually been enjoying o'doyles okay but yeah right on i brought my zook out for this just for fun um for my fast bags that i don't throw a lot and I know I say fast and one of them is black waters hilarious enough. Um, I got my black waters and my Costellos, of course, you know, um, I threw the black waters the other day. Yeah. Hell yeah. I threw the black waters in a blind draw the other day and actually played really, really good for about two games. And then they got too slow. Yeah. They um, and then we, and then we had to throw Costellos, which was actually a really nice transition, you know, same fast side. It's just, they're good transition bags yeah, for yeah. non-carpet throwers. Um, so I, I always have those on me. Uh, also the vandalized cause I like those in certain situations. Sure. Uh, those are the flippers. Those are the tribal flippers. Is that carpet um, or not carpet? I mean, or? Yeah, it is a carpet, actually. Um, really, really, really soft carpet. 4-8. Um, okay. So, looks so really like soft carpet. Viking carpet, basically? No. haven't felt on anything else. Oh, it looks like Viking carpet almost. That's not... Doesn't feel like it at all. I mean, it's, it is very Wait soft. Wait till you get like, those Viper like R's, dude. Eight. It is the softest carpet ever. viper r or widow r widow r sorry it's like the yeah. softest i don't know if you felt to say yet they're insane after <laughs> on them yeah they're yep. crazy soft um what else i got yep these are two of my go-tos for carpets got phantoms on the pink dolphins okay love both of those it's just i like the speed range four seven and five nine i mean that that covers what i need you know and then uh my og2s of course four eights there and I actually don't know what this last set is, so we'll find out. Oh, yeah, my Menaces. Ah. Nice little, like, 3-7 carpet there. So 3-4-7 to four, seven on there. Um, I have a lot of carpet on me. So that's just how I throw. Um, I am. But I, I have bags for if people don't throw carpet at all. I mean, I've had partners that are like, anything but carpet. I'm like, exactly what I didn't want to hear, but let's go. <laughs> right. You know, so I just, I carry all those around. I mean, I throw them in the Zooka, so whatever. Yeah. But, um Nice speed range, you know, just depends on the day. Um, and I'm comfortable with all of them. So I think that's important. Oh boy. Um, have you thrown the gladiator yes. brawler? Yes. Okay. I have a set Can you convince car. me to try them since they're not carpet? I mean, it's a fuller surefire with an octagon template. So, okay. I mean, they feel, they feel good. They play good, but, and it's got disc. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure so. they play fine. It's, yeah. It's just, summer, I, bit, I don't really mind. Well, yeah. I don't mind surefires really. I I don't. It's just in that speed range, I'm going to throw carpet. Right. That's just me. If, if I have a four eight, let me throw carpet instead. It just it acts better for me. Like I know. I need you funny, to like. I need you to get. Maybe I'll send you a shed of these shelters. I need you to get good with the bags. So when I come out there, we can play non carpet regional. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I mean, I'll throw non carpet. It's fine. It just has to be something a little bit slower. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, or I just need to start loft the hell out no, of no don't change your throw i mean me and you throw about the same amount of power i throw it really yeah, hard really just, hard but you wait till you feel my costellos dude they're like so slow it's comical i had to wash them like, and they're still slow 
it's been what like over a year since i've since probably I've had them. i don't so, know dude they're yeah. so i think they absorbed all my sweat so it's just brutally slow <laughs> like so uh, like a yeah, three i'm not are. kidding like a three like slow oh slow gosh. slow okay yeah. So then you'll feel mine and be like, "Whoa, this is what they're supposed to feel like." Well, I have yours, and mine feel good, and I throw them. I have I have two sets of Costellos. I have a fast one and a slow one. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, You're right. but yeah. my fast ones aren't nuked yet. Um, man, the next ones are kind of just jokesters. So, um, are Corbin? Are you only a carpet guy? I know you have other ones, and then are you a fan of carpet? I mean, I I can appreciate carpet. I like throw. I like throwing it if it's not a real game because it's fun. I'm just not that good with it. I'm not. The problem is my bag has just a tit, a teeny bit of forward tilt, and uh, carpet with forward yeah, tilt just gets eating you alive. Yeah, you just get eaten alive. So yep. I just, I just, bad. and like, and the the thing is, like, yes, can you do stuff with carpet? You can't do other bags, of course. But I can cut Surefire's shelters. I can cut Costellos. I can do all the stuff that I want to do with these bags. Um, so I don't feel the need to change. And I think that's big is just like just because something's popular or Cree Killer wins a national with Vikings doesn't mean you need to throw right. Vikings. Just throw the bags that are comfortable for you. And put it, if you like throwing fast side game changer only, that's great. But guess what? Learn yeah. how to step out and sneak around and throw cuts because well, you can do that with game changers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you could do all that stuff with game changers. It doesn't matter what bag it is. I mean, we're just saying like expand your horizons past sliding it up the middle of the board like that's all yeah well or if you like to slide up the middle of the board take cues from like cheyenne renner who if you lay a block Push she it. goes through it yep she doesn't air care mills. she's not shooting over it she's going through it she has you a good know, air mill too though. you lay a bag she does but she's not like that guy where if a bag is no, on insta the board, air, like, air mail yeah yeah <laughs> oh you hit the board air mail yeah you know, he just, he throws them regardless. Um, and with his consistency, I totally understand, but you know, I mean, get good at, get good at what you want to get good at. You know, it's, I, I play the block style because I was literally recording live earlier, just throwing bags, you know, messing around. And I mentioned that I play a block style because I can't go four in the hole with everybody. I don't have the consistency no. to just constantly throw four in the hole. I'm going to give up two to four points here and there, and it's just going to, I'm going to keep falling away. So I make the board messy to mess up your your lane your style because if you're not used to handling a blocker well i get around my own bags all bro the time. i've been so. watching your lives you're gonna get murdered absolutely oh, yeah. Horked. yeah oh that's fine it's, it's still adorable absolutely adorable that you think you're gonna just absolutely that back, that's fine can opened <laughs> oh that's fine oh so you've been watching the lives at my house while we're drinking beer i got you oh uh, yeah no well are you saying yeah. we're not gonna be at your house drinking beer when we're playing is that not how this is gonna go oh no we will but i'm actually okay, well, you're taking it seriously ass, so you're going i'm still gonna be taking it seriously okay <laughs> come to michigan we'll see what's up yeah i've been asking hey anybody who's wondering when the date is uh get on corbin because he won't give me a date this is his fault listen i'm trying to buy a house right now so <laughs> You're I'm actually trying to do that so that Eddie has a room to stay in, yeah, not just yeah. on my couch. So I'm doing this for him. This is all this is all a Corbin problem. It's not a me problem. It's it's partially a me problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it's because you keep talking so much smack, and I don't. I oh, don't that's what it is. He's so afraid you. to yeah. lose that fast. Oh, I'm that, so I'm so terrified, <laughs> Eddie. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so terrified of Minnesota advanced. Here oh, we go. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> oh no, he won a competitive out in Iowa. Oh gosh, he's. <laughs> Here we go, Cornhole oh, King. Oh, gosh. my gosh. I'm terrified. Any format, man. Airmail only, oh, man. four different bags. I, I cannot. Well, so airmail only, you're going to destroy me. I, I will fully admit that. 
hundred percent. Your airmail <laughs> will destroy mine. I have no issue admitting that. Um, in a normal game, the fact that you think you're going to wax me is comical. Oh, so. wax! Like wax isn't even the right word. Like the whole you candle, think it's you think the, it's so like a melted easy. candle just covered. You think it's so it's easy, absolutely covered in wax. It's just a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm gonna record oh, this so i have God. it we so i have it to play back when i just smoked <laughs> just you. every week you're texting me clips of the the, the loss <laughs> oh it's gonna oh. be so funny though oh, it's gonna be hilarious when you All actually right. play me and you're like oh you're actually not terrible what happened oh whatever mm, I don't know. so somehow every time you turn on a camera you're just dog farts instantly <laughs> i'm done <laughs> Oh, we'll go live for it, so yeah, it All might actually yeah, work out then for good. you. Then good. Then instantly, I don't know. Instantly. I'll bring yeah, my four camera there setup. You go. We'll have transition. We'll have we'll have uh, Kai. I'll doing see that's different. If it's not my camera, then maybe I'll do better. Yeah, we'll have we'll have Kai or uh, Peanut doing transitions. Oh yeah, cars. that's gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> Hit this button, shut the whole thing down. Like, man, well, <laughs> yeah. there you go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Perfect. hey, appreciate you guys sending us in all the questions. These episodes are always fun to make. I think it's good yep. uh, to talk about a lot of stuff that you guys are going through in terms of a daily blind uh, thought process, opinions on stuff, because uh, we're, we're the same that you guys are. We go through the same stuff and uh, and it's normal. It's normal to struggle. It's normal to to go through slumps here and there. But I, I just think constantly increasing your repertoire of shots with a caveat of getting good at the basic ones first uh but oh, continue, yeah, do basics. Yeah, continuing to get better and better at you know more complex things will only lend you to being more comfortable in the game scenario when you have to pull those things out because i'll tell you what if you got to hit a cut shot or an air mail to win and you've never practiced a cut shot or an air mail that's going to mm, seem like the hardest it. shot possible yeah but i mean like you know i was playing games today like my air mail i literally shoot 100 air mills in a row so i'm in a game and i'm like i have to hit an air mail it's like okay well i shoot air mills all the time I know how to shoot an airmail, right? It's just, it's getting those reps in and it's just getting to the point that all this stuff is just muscle memory and uh, making it. Absolutely. Uh, Appreciate all you guys sending in the questions. Hopefully you guys got some stuff out of this. Shout out to everyone who uh, commented and uh, I'm sure we'll do more of this uh, in the future, but um, hopefully we'll be back soon with the podcast. No idea on the timeline. We were pretty consistent before, but we're going to try to find a day for that it works out or just get some content on yeah. there whenever we can get it out. But appreciate you guys sticking with us. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, comeback episode here, but hope you guys have a great rest of your day and rest of your week. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.